Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And we are your Kraken Captains. Welcome to another episode of the Kraken Captain Podcast. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, Doug, what is today's episode about? Well, today we're going to look at a few more players on the roster and what we can expect from them on the ice this season. And then we're going to talk about the leader behind the bench, our head coach, Dave Hackstall, and try to get an idea of how he's going to lead the team, hopefully to the playoffs and beyond. Also, we'll be discussing the GSHL, that's the Greater Seattle Hockey League. Um, little shout out to Doug, you play in the league, do you not? I do, on the Seattle Stingers. What's up? Nice. So, um, they're being rebranded as the Seattle Kraken Hockey League. Uh, so, we're going to talk about what that means uh, for hockey in the community moving forward. And, of course, our What the Puck segment will be chock full of fun little oddities this week. So, stay tuned. Stick around. The Maelstrom, the Maelstrom, the Maelstrom, the Maelstrom. Okay, we've reached the Maelstrom with the bulk of the news. Um, first thing we want to address, it was pointed out by some fine listeners that they have no idea what a maelstrom is, so we'd like to uh, correct that right now. Uh, a maelstrom is a powerful whirlpool, and legend has it that the mighty kraken can create a maelstrom whenever it submerges and dives. The maelstrom is said to be so strong, anything nearby will be sucked in and dragged to the depths. So... We thought it was a fitting name for our segment. The main and most important news regarding your Seattle Kraken will be covered in the Maelstrom. Uh, nothing important will escape the pull of the Kraken's Maelstrom. So there you have it. That's a Maelstrom. And here we go. We're going to get started right off the bat with this kid, Morgan Geeky. Morgan Geeky's 23 years old, 192 pounds, shoots right place center. He was born in Strathclair, Manitoba, Canada. What can I say about this kid? Not much. I don't think anybody could say much about this kid. He's 23 years old. He hasn't had too much of a career other than being drafted 67th overall in the 2017 NHL entry draft by the Carolina Hurricanes. He won the Calder Cup with the Charlotte Checkers in 2018-2019 AHL season. On March 7, 2020, Geeky was called up to the Hurricanes and made his NHL debut the following day against the Pittsburgh Penguins. In his NHL debut, he recorded two goals and an assist in a 6-2 win. On March 10, 2020, Geeky scored his third goal on only his third shot of his NHL career. That means he shot three shots and scored three goals so that's that's fire that's fire in my book at 23 years old and with three goals and three shots in the nhl i have a feeling you can expect to see some magic from this kid and i'm saying there's more here than meets the eye and i can't wait to bear witness to what geeky has to offer the seattle kraken how about you jb hey i think you know from what i'm hearing it's a kind of a a kudos to the the uh, scouting staff, right? 
I mean, there's a lot of threes there. 23, three goals, three shots. That's 100%. <laughs> so, I never heard of him, but watching some of the highlights, I, I got to say, I got to say, he's he, he's right in the slot in front of the net, right where he's supposed to be, and he just gets those deflections, you know? That's how you got to score in the NHL nowadays. It's 2021. You're not just ripping bar down slappers from the slot. You got to get in there, you know? You got to be sneaky and deaky. Sneaky and deaky with geeky. Sneaky and deaky with geeky, baby. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to it. I like um, it. And, you know, that's, I mean, you can't ask for, for a better start. Somebody who you take advantage of your opportunities, right? That's what it's all about. He comes in and you, you can't take better advantage of, you know, the opportunity there. So finding himself in the right place and hopefully that continues with the Seattle Kraken. So I can't wait to watch him. They're very cool. I'm excited. Welcome. Welcome, Morgan Geeky. Getting Deaky with Geeky. I think that's going to be a segment, Doug. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm actually really liking it. <laughs> All right. We should reach out and see if Sneaky he wants to. Sneaky and Deaky with Geeky. Yeah. Come on and just do a yeah. segment, you know. Love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we moving on. We're going to talk about Yanni Gord. Man, uh, pretty neat uh, story. Um, he's born December 15th, 1991, 29 years old, hails from, please forgive me, uh, Saint Narcisse de Bouvarage, Quebec, Canada. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully that was right, Quebec. Uh, let Time me know. brush up on your French, Jake. <laughs> I know. It's, it's starting to become a common theme. I really need to dust off the old French book. Well, I took we Spanish. Take class in high together. School. All right. Dang. Our next online online class together. There, there you go. French one. <laughs> French one hundred and one. <laughs> okay, so he's uh five nine, one hundred seventy nine pounds. So he was he was cut three times from his hometown AAA midget team. Uh, went on to play for the Victoriaville Tigres in the Quebec Minor Junior Hockey League. Which, by the way, all these leagues, dude, seriously, with the letters, the Q M J H L. Welcome to the QMJHL. Uh, take a seat and enjoy the ride. <laughs> so uh, uh, he won uh, the league MVP and a scoring title in 2011-2012, scoring 87 assists and 37 goals. It's 124 points in 68 games. What a beast. Um, yeah, I mean, that is production on an epic scale. Uh, he later went undrafted. But I think you can tell he's a hard worker and he he wants it. So he has a dream and he's willing to do whatever it takes uh, to make it come true. He got cut three times, still won the league MVP in in the junior junior minor or major league, and uh, and then of course he he found himself with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So undrafted, undersized, but he's huge where it counts: heart, drive, and determination. Uh, and in 2014, the Tampa Bay Lightning gave him a shot, signed him. Uh, he didn't catch on right away, of course, and played some time in the American minor leagues, um, you know, affiliate teams and all that. Um, but when he got a shot in 2017, uh, his first full season as a rookie, he tied for the most goals by a Lightning rookie with 25 and passed Brad Richards for most points scored by a Lightning rookie uh, with 64 points. And as we all know, 
over the last two years, he's gone on to win uh, two Stanley Cups. So Cinderella got her glass slipper, baby. Um, I love the story. I love the player. Uh, hard work, grit, determination uh, to succeed. And I think, you know, you talk to the players in that locker room and they probably are really going to miss uh, Yanni Gord. So we got, I think, a really good locker room guy as well. Uh, so I'm inspired. And uh, <clears throat> he certainly puts up the numbers. He scored six six goals um, this last uh, playoffs. And he's uh, one of only three players on the team to win a Stanley Cup. So you got that experience right there. Um, the one big note with him is he's got a nagging shoulder injury that he had surgery on an off season. Um, so he's not going to be available probably the first two months of the season, but it kind of tells you what kind of player he is that we went ahead and said, yeah, injury. So what? We're, we'll, we'll pick Every him up. Every hockey player has a shoulder injury. <laughs> Everyone has something. Come on. You nail that shoulder into the boards a few times and that's all it takes. Right, right. But but my point is, you know, they took him anyway, despite that. And well, for sure. and there were other very good players available. I think we picked Kalorn. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited, and uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm think I found maybe the jersey that I'll be wearing this season. Nice. Or I'll get a hat. Put a gourd on my gourd. I like it. I like that too. So yeah. I, I, what do you think, Doug? Man. Yeah, the guy's a beast. I mean, you can't deny it. He's won two Stanley Cups. He's out there putting points up in the playoffs. You don't have too many guys like that that you can boast, you know, and, and show as, you know, here's a guy that's wearing a couple of rings, you know, or whatever. Right. I think, you know, it's He's carried great. carried the cup off the ice, so, I mean – you got that in the locker room with a lot of these younger guys coming up and that's, that inspires them. So that's Darn big right. time. He's big time. He's a big time player. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get to see him rip him, grip him and rip him. you know, this season. Yeah. Yeah. Many seasons to come. Yeah. So welcome. Many seasons to come. Welcome. Yanni Yanni Gord. Gord. Hats off. Gord's off to Yanni Gord. Ooh, there you go. Okay, Doug, we've uh, reached the head coach. Let's talk a little hack stall action. Um, pretty, pretty interesting pick by Ron Francis, the GM. And I think it kind of says something about the type of team and organization that he really wants to build um, being a brand new organization. There were certainly some other names out there, some names with more experience, uh, you know, more, more wins. So yeah, let's just uh, get into it and kind of talk about Hackstall and uh, what we think. So he, um, he spent 11 years as the head coach of the North Dakota University fighting Hawks. And he took them to seven, seven, Doug, seven frozen fours. Um, that's pretty good out uh, of production 11, for out of, out of, out of 11 seasons that he was coaching for them. Yep, exactly. Seven. He brought him to the, you know, finals. Seven out of 11. Yep. Yeah. So first head coach in 30 years to jump straight from the college ranks as a head coach to an NHL head coach. Uh, when he became the Flyers coach in 2015, um, he took the, the Flyers to the playoffs his first season. Uh, 
And then he was unceremoniously fired after missing the playoffs the next year and then starting his third season, 12, 15, and four. Um, and then he spent the last two seasons with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs as the defensive assistant. Uh, he's 289, 143, and 43 all time as a head coach. So <clears throat> not quite double, you know, the amount of wins, but it's a lot of wins. That's that's not too that's not too shabby. Yeah. Um, but then you kind of you dig a little deeper and you find that he never he never actually won a championship at North Dakota. Um, he was runner up once and he technically won one in 2000 in North Dakota, but he was an assistant coach, not the head coach at the time. Not the head coach. And then you have a bunch of first round playoff exits, um, you know, with the Flyers and of course the Maple Leafs who notoriously can't get themselves out of the first round. So, um, you know, technically he has won a title, but I mean, he hasn't done it as a head coach. And then, you know, he was, he was fired in Philly. Uh, and then you hear things, you know, from his critics, like he was the problem and uh, for the flyers, even though they've been horrible for a decade. Philadelphia you know. is notoriously one of the most unforgiving places. Oh Not yeah. This... For sports or anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at least in the, in the country. For sure. Right. Between the, between, you know, the fans and just the, and the critics. Itself. Exactly. You know? It's yeah. And so really, it's not really surprising after his showing there that what happened. But yeah. So then you have the stuff that, you know, comes out uh, from former players of his, which I think for me is where you put the most stock and, and they all say, you know, he's hard nosed and, um, he expects you to work hard, expects grit, great uh, work ethic. Um, and he genuinely cares about, you know, players as not only hockey players, but as humans. And he wants them to succeed uh, in both of those phases. So I think, you know, it's kind of telling me he's a he's a player's coach and he expects a lot from his players. And he's probably not, you know, he's probably not a new age. Like he's, you know, leaning more towards like a Bill Belichick kind of, you know, the way he wants to run the team and everything, but work hard, you know, work hard, play hard. I think hard work, you know, pays dividends. So to me, you kind of look at all that and you kind of say, well, Ron Francis has got this new team and what does the organization look like? What does he want to build? And I think this, this tells you a little bit about what he expects from his team, hard work, grit, determination, doing the little things right and, and different things like that. So I don't know. How do you feel? I think that the, uh, the management is showing the kind of team that they want to put together and they, they, they pick their pick for who they want in the locker room, leading the team as far as he can take them, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, you gotta, the other thing is hopefully, he learned a lot from, from being in Philly and that was his first, you know, NHL head coaching experience. So you bring that, you know, knowledge and, and you do things maybe a little bit differently and, you know, try to correct some of the mistakes that you made obviously um, there so that you uh, have, you know, better, you're better moving forward. So I, I'm excited about the pick and I'm, you know, I like that he's a player's coach and uh, you know, 
that they're going to, you're going to hopefully see a team that, you know, works hard out on the ice every night. So even if they don't necessarily win every game, you can feel kind of proud about the work that you put in, you know, and what you put out on the ice every night. Yeah. If you pick it apart and you look at all the different parts of the puzzle, all the different pieces of the puzzle, if you're the GM and you're putting a team together, you're looking at all the different pieces of the puzzle, right? We've got three Stanley cup winners. We've got a, a goaltending bench with depth. We've got a just absolutely heavy defensive line. We've got plenty of young players who are just starting their careers we got plenty of guys who are getting probably pretty close to the end of their careers. And then they got a guy in the locker room leading them who, you know, all of his former players are saying what a, what a spectacular coach he is. So I think that they're doing it right from what I can tell so far. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously the proof is, you know, in the result, but yeah, I'm, I gotta say, I'm excited about, um, giving Coach Hextall a chance here with the Kraken. So, Well, should we move on? Talk, touch a little bit on the uh, the rest of the coaching staff. Finally, we're getting down to brass tacks. Who's going to back this guy Hextall up? And let's take a look, JB. Let's take a look at who we got here for the assistant coaches lineup for the Kraken. We have a fella by the name of Jay Leach. As one assistant coach, Paul McFarland, the other assistant coach. And then as the goaltending coach, we have Andrew Allen. Just wanted to take a minute and recognize that the Charlotte Checkers is the Seattle Kraken AHL affiliate, which means the boys who aren't quite ready for the big time will be cutting their teeth in North Carolina. Nice. Yeah, and uh, also... That's where Morgan Geeky played, right? He was a checker. Morgan Geeky's Carolina checker. That's right. Charlotte huh. checkers. Charlotte checkers. A little connection there. All I right. know about that. A little something else. Okay. So there you go. We got a few of those assistant coaches, and maybe we'll take a deeper dive into some of those later on. Well, that's the end of the mails from Doug. I guess we need to find out what's cracking in the community. What's cracking in the community? The Greater Seattle Hockey League is changing its name to the Seattle Kraken Hockey League. I just want to take a second to give a shout out to the Emerald City Hockey for their article on this. The GSHL was founded in 2001 by Andy Cole. The GSHL has since grown to be the largest adult hockey league in the Pacific Northwest with more than 100 teams and 2,000 registered players. Its games and programs operate at a network of rings as far north as Everett and as far south as Tacoma. Through his 20 years of experience with the GSHL, Cole knows the Seattle adult hockey landscape inside and out. The Kraken Hockey League We'll also be able to take advantage of the Kraken's soon-to-be-completed Kraken Community Iceplex, which will house three ice rinks, a hockey-themed bar and grill, and numerous other amenities to serve adult hockey players, figure skaters, and black-light public skaters in the Northwest. 
They're saying the Northgate facility is also expected to greatly improve the ease of travel for adult league games. But I'm sure we will all still be playing those 1130 games in Everett. While the league will continue to play in all the rinks it currently does, the Northgate facility can act as a hub where players who live in the north and south can meet in the middle. But as the droves of new hockey players enter the league, I'm sure ice times will get hairier, and more and more of us will be calling into work after that late-night game an hour away from home because that's what it's really all about. Back to you, JB. Yeah, I mean, that's really, really cool. And I think, you know, in my mind, I'm trying to come up with uh, anything that's, you know, this closely related to what's happening here. I mean, are there any other stories of, of, you know, a major like sports franchise just coming in and being like, Oh, that local minor league, whatever, like little, not even minor league, this local like thing you're doing. It's a co-ed rec league. Yeah. This rec league thing, you know, let's, we're going to slap a professional like name on it. And some of the guys on my team were saying that they were, uh, you know, they popped into one of the rinks during like in a, uh, it was a men's learn to skate, hockey learn, adult hockey learn to skate. But they were saying uh, they went into a men's learn to skate and there was like, there was like 70 guys in their 20s that were in there learning how to play hockey. Yeah. And, and that just tells you, you know, the demand that there is for hockey around here. And, and with their help, this league, the new Seattle Kraken Hockey League, can reach more people, hopefully. Uh, but like you said, you're going to be getting home later and later, Doug. If I wasn't, honestly, if I wasn't doing a podcast and playing in the hockey league, I'd be trying to open like a a hockey gear store where you sell like the gloves and sticks and skates and pants. And I mean, yeah, there are not any of those around here either. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And so there's going to be a market for it. So for sure. What there's a plate against sports in Linwood, right? Play it against sports in Lingenwood, and then all of the rinks have a a store attached to them where you can buy gear. But I mean, if you're if you're a hockey player, then you know that there's places like Total Hockey and Hockey Monkey and all these like giant giant stores all over Canada and some spots in the Midwest right. where you know they just have everything. And so, some of the smaller stores, the selection is just not as good. That's all. Yeah. 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 But that I, I fully expect that to change. And that's one of the things that the Absolutely. Seattle Kraken are going to be able to bring, to, you know, I'm sure they're going to be supporting and, and people new, who are like, there's going to be three sheets of ice at that rink in Northgate. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. That's, I mean, yeah, this is just a really great story. In my mind, I, I can't come up with another story like this where a professional team you know, puts their brand behind basically behind a rec league. That's like, yeah, for fun, but just investing in the community. Yeah. yeah. And well, that's that's what, that's one of the things that they said when they got here was like, Hey, we want to bring hockey to this community. So it's really nice to see them following through with that. So that's right. Very cool. Well, as we say, that is what's cracking in the community, Doug. Thanks JB. Let's move on. What what the what the puck? Well, first in our what the puck segment, we've got Yarmir Yager, still killing it at fifty. He's playing in a in a Czech league, 
he sounds like he's washed up. Like that's that's the way he kind of paints himself in this article. It's really, really interesting. Um, but I'm sure he's still still killing it. But what it what it is is uh, a league that his father has owned for like the last 20 years. And uh, some, you know, reporter asked him, why do you keep coming here and doing this? And he said, you know, he couldn't stand to, to lose the league, to, to let his father's like league disappear. Cause basically if, if he leaves all the sponsors and everything will pack up and leave because he's the big, he's the big name. That's like keeping this league going. Ouch. So he kind of, he was like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, I'm, I know what it looks like, but no one can, no one can judge me, but God, I will keep showing up here. You can, you can take this hockey league. You can pry it from my cold dead hands. So, uh, but if I watched him, I bet you, I'd be like, yeah, he's still awesome. (laughs) Yager's a legend. He's always been one of my favorite hockey players. Just like ever since I was a little kid. I mean, you could, you could, you know, name all the greats that you ever wanted to. And, and to me, Yarmir Yager is still just like one of the most amazing hockey players ever. And just to be still killing it at 50 years old and, and beyond is just like, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't expect anything less from him. Yeah. To, for me, I'll, I'll quote the Sandlot, you know. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. That's right. And so, Yager is definitely a legend. Absolutely. You know, and uh, yeah, to, to me, it's kind of the same thing. You you grow up and you play hockey and you're, you know, something about Yarmir Yager um, and that old <laughs> Penguins uniform, you know? Yeah. And uh, I kind of just picture him as that, like, remember that first time you saw, like, a guy, you know, who's like, looked like he was rough a little rough around the edges and he's like out just got off you know off a tractor and he's like drinking a beer and you're like yeah that's a cool guy right there that's a role model (laughs) yeah i mean you are what you are you know if you're if you're a a bricklayer you're a bricklayer if you're a doctor you're a doctor if you're an architect you're an architect if you're a airplane pilot you're a pilot and if you're a hockey player you're a hockey player and yager is always will be and you got to respect him for that yep so play into your 70s who gives it you know you'll be better than half of them and they'll all be luckier for it yeah yeah oh knowledge and the stories just be on the bench with that guy like i'm sure when he was like i just keep coming here everyone on his team was like yeah please more stories (laughs) don't leave your mirror (laughs) come on so Love it. All right. Well, cheers. What the puck are they going to use for the goal horn for the Seattle Kraken? Yeah. Have well, any thought, JB, or what? Oh, I do. Do you want me to tell you? There's only one right answer, Doug. All your ideas, I want them. Only one. There's only one right answer, and that is a fairy horn. A Washington State fairy horn, or exactly like a, a Cairo, Egypt. Mediterranean fairy horn. Mm. No, you're trying to throw me off. No, Washington, <laughs> Washington State fairy horn. I take a fairy to work every day here, so I I hear those horns all the time, and I, I just think it makes sense, and especially because that's what you'd hear if you were out on the water 
and you encountered a real kraken in the wild, Doug. That's the sound you'd want to make that's, to hail that the Kraken. Welcome to Seattle. And if you know, if you rip a wrister right by the goalie and it slaps the net, and then that's what you hear. That's what you want to hear. I think I agree with you. I don't think I can uh, think of any other goal horn that would be more fitting for the Seattle Kraken than the sound of a Washington State Ferry horn. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on from that one. Next, what the puck are we gonna do? about a mascot is there going to be a mascot is there not going to be a mascot some teams have them some teams don't really that's true that's some teams true. don't have a mascot some teams don't have mascots i don't think the rangers have a mascot well i'm pretty, sure, the... I'm pretty sure that the mascots if you uh let's see let's take a quick google search here real quick just dive give into me it one one moment to dive into this and i'll just type how I got you covered, Doug. Mascots. I'll talk about some of the weird ones. So that's the, the, one of the points is they don't always match up. For instance, the Avalanche, their mascot is a dog. It's a St. Bernard with a little like, you know, barrel around its neck. So it, <laughs> I guess it rescues you from the Avalanche. But Bernie, the St. Bernard. So it's not always, you know, straightforward. But, you know, I see one really big hurdle. And for us, I mean, if you want to have like a octopus or a squid type, you know, like a kraken, unless you're going to go like the more monster with tentacles route, Al the octopus is the mascot of the Detroit Red Wings. So you already have an octopus out there. So you have to, you know, you have to kind of skate around that piece of it. You have to, it's got to be a squid because Kraken is technically a squid. Well, see, that's the thing is that the folklore, there's like Leviathan monster. And if you look it up, there's this weird one that's like a, a fish with a lion head and little like seal flippers. Oh, so look. there's some like, there's definitely some variations that are really weird. Um, but I think, you know, if you look at the logo that we already have, you can see the tentacle, you know, in the S. So, you know, they're going to kind of, they're going that route. So I think a giant squid or some type of squid is probably the way to go. These are the problems, people, that we're dealing says, with when it comes it says, to this mascot. It says the New York Rangers are the only team to have never had a mascot. So. Okay. So, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> that means that you were right. You just picked the one team. <laughs> and now it says two teams don't have mascots. One of them is the Kraken because we don't have one. Yeah, 29. All 29 of them. Right. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, here's the thing. When we're kind of talking about this stuff, the goal horn and the mascot, um, it's, brand, it's the brand the fervor that this area tends to have for its sports teams, you could get, you know, the Seahawk mascot out and about and do all sorts of weird things. You know, I know like, you know, they do that in some places where like the, the basketball team's mascot will come to the football game and like do the like race or whatever, you know what I mean? So there's, I mean, I think there will be a mascot. I just don't know what it's going to be. Um, so it's kind of interesting to talk about, but certainly a squid or some, or it could be like, what if it's like more like um, 
Davy Jones from like Pirates of the Caribbean, where it's kind of like it be, it a squid, be, yeah. but it's a humanoid oh, type a guy with a squid chin. Yeah, yeah. I, who knows? Okay. okay, I like that. I like that idea. Think that you could you could even go you could even just go like, you know, some kind of Seattle culture thing, a sockeye a little... or something. I don't know. A sockeye. <laughs> well, okay. So that one, I'm not so mad about. That's like uh, one of the choices for the team name. Was a sockeye, and that kind of harkens. Time fisherman community, you could get a, a fisherman yeah. out there. Yeah, a fisherman you, guy like the Islanders or something. Yeah, and it's kind of a callback because I think you never know. It could be, you know. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> I think we gotta we gotta get on to the real one here. First game, national anthem. Who's it gonna be? Who's gonna sing the national anthem at the first game at Climate Pledge Arena? Yep. Boy, all the all the great ones are dead. I know. It's not going to be Jimi Hendrix. It's interesting you bring him up because you could get somebody to to play his riff on on an electric guitar, which I think would be a great callback. As and I, the person doesn't even really have to be well known. Hologram. I mean, it might be nice. Hologram Jimi Hendrix. Hologram Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think there's. There's a great opportunity here to connect with the local community once again because this is another. It's a there's a huge huge music scene here. Oh, Cisco. Oh, not, Cisco. Not, not the singer. Not, the, not Cisco the musician. <laughs> yeah, it's the national anthem brought to you by the guy who did the thong song. <laughs> not that Cisco. Are you talking about All the right. gardener? <laughs> yes. The gardener. Yes. <laughs> Ooh la la. Ooh la la. I'm about to sing the national anthem. <laughs> oh my god. That's, that's what I want to see. All right. If it's not Cisco, send them back. Send next. <laughs> you do not have what we say. Je ne sais quoi. Get out. Oh god. Yeah. No. I think I think there's a real opportunity to connect with the musical community you know and, and do something special i mean i'd call dave Grohl mm, if it was me right. you right. know that's who it's gotta be uh, Grohl. brandy carlisle she's a local so i don't know uh, but yeah i mean if it was me i'd just figure out a way to to reach it's out not gonna to be dave Grohl. he's too big he's too big time He's too big time to come sing the national anthem for the Seattle Kraken, but probably just going to be some local singer, you yeah. know. Well, you know, like I was thinking about uh, what's the what's like the the big classical opera theater that's downtown Seattle? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, Better Royal Hall. Better Royal Hall, yeah. So like they have a lot of like they have a lot of like uh, I'm sure Seattle men's choir, Seattle women's choir, you know what I mean? Like the, the big time singing groups that sing in a place like that cool. would also be a fantastic choice to bring in to sing the national anthem. Sure. Yeah. That's in my opinion. I mean, you know, that's, that's gonna, that's local roots too. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and even the orchestra, like you just, you know, you could do the Seattle orchestra, do it. Well, the last thing we probably want to address in our What the Pucks segment is our mistakes. Um, kind of just setting the stage. Uh, not aware of any that we made so far, but in the future. 
uh, these sorts of things. If we uh, say something wrong or or uh, take something out of context or whatever, uh, this is where we'll be putting them because, of course, what the puck were we thinking, Doug? <laughs> That's right. What the puck were we thinking? And one springs to mind mistake that I made. I said in episode one that Vladislav Namesnikov played for the Boston Bruins, and he never did play for the Boston Bruins. So there's one. My mistake. My bad. There you go. Yeah, so we're going to... Sorry, we're gonna... everybody. We're not going to be afraid to make fun of ourselves and uh, also, you know, correct correct those mistakes when we find them. So there you go. Drop us a comment. If you hear us say something wrong, feel free to correct us because, you know, we're just a couple guys talking hockey here. Yeah. Well, as always, the Kraken Captains would like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to another episode. Let us know your thoughts. Follow us on social media. Drop us a line. Um, let us know what you want to know about uh, the Seattle Kraken. That's why we're here. Um, to engage with you guys and and uh, bring you the news. So we want to talk about what you want to know about. So thanks again. We'll see you right back here for the next episode real soon. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. 